guys, welcome back to the conclusion of this dynamic three-part series that we have been covering for the entire month of July. I appreciate each and every one of you who are taking the time out of your busy schedules to be with us today. And for those of you who may be listening for the first time, welcome to Ayasha Ministries Let's Wrap podcast. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're going to be concluding with our three-part series entitled World Turned Upside Down, Part 3, World Changers. Throughout this entire series, we have been discussing the subject of world turned upside down. In part one, we established very clearly how it is that it came to be. I asked the question, how did we get here? It is clear that this world has been turned upside down by none other than Lucifer, Satan, the God of this world, who has always wanted to be like the Most High. So much so that he declared in his heart that he would ascend unto the heavens, he would exalt his throne above the stars of God, that he would sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the side of the north. He declared that he would ascend above the heights of the clouds and be like the Most High. But yet we see in the book of Isaiah, instead of him being exalted, Isaiah tells us, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the side of the pit. And since that time, he himself and a third of his angels, which are now demons, have been wreaking havoc on this earth. Isaiah the 14th chapter and the 16th verse tells us that he is making this earth to tremble. He is shaking and wreaking havoc on kingdoms and nations. He is doing everything in his power to destroy this world. Since the book of Isaiah, he has been true to his mission in trying to make this world a wilderness and destroying cities. Not only cities, but his main goal is to destroy lives, families, and more than anything, the souls of men. In part two, world turned upside down, prevalent times are here. We discussed how the souls of men have been affected by the sin and the influence of Satan. 2 Timothy, the third chapter, leaped off of the pages right before our eyes and gave us a look into the current times that we are now living in. It shows us how the lives of many have been influenced by the evil one. If you've ever had a question or truly considered if we are living in the last days, go back and listen to or read 2 Timothy, the third chapter, and then take a look around at the world that we now live in. You know exactly the world that I'm talking about. I'm talking about Ephesians 2 and 2. This scripture tells us that we as believers used to walk according to the course of this world, the very same course that unbelievers are walking today. But how many know that this course leads to destruction? This world is in fact set on a collision course. Why do I say that? I say that because it is being operated and ran according to the prince of the power of the air. And if by some chance you missed it the first time, his name is Lucifer, Satan. It is his spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. The bottom line is this world has been turned upside down because of sin. And just in case you are not aware, it is sin that destroyed nation after nation throughout the entire book of the Old Testament. 
And just like it destroyed nations in the days of old, it is still operating and destroying today. And just to make sure there's no misunderstanding on exactly what it is I'm talking about, I'm talking about disobedience to God and his word. Disobedient is arrogantly doing what God says not to do. We know that we live in a time where people have gotten to the point where they just don't care. The Bible tells us that there was a time where sin was so bad. Genesis 6 in the fifth chapter, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man's heart, in other words, the intent, every imagination of the man's thought of his heart was only evil continuously. In other words, we had gotten to a point where the wickedness of man had become so great on the earth that God told Noah to build the ark for he and his family, for he was going to destroy the entire earth. And not only that, but the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah became so great because of their sin that it was very grievous to God. Maybe you didn't know, but there are times when God becomes grieved. God becomes grieved when his creation decides to turn their backs on him and serve the creature. Do you not know that Satan is a creature that God himself created? He was once a beautiful angel that turned prideful and rebellious and was cast out. So now what does he do? What he does is deceive people into obeying him. Listen to me carefully. I did say deceive. Deceive means to believe something that is not true, typically in order to gain some personal advantage. Satan already knows that we were created in God's image after his likeness to be like him, our creator. So he does everything he can in his power to try to deceive man into serving him and be like him. If ever there was a time that we as people needed the Holy Spirit, the spirit of discernment, now is the time. Why? Because Satan has sent a spirit of deception all over this world. He is daily deceiving people and presenting himself as an angel of light, as someone or something that is good, so that people might follow and obey him. And they believe him so much till they are willing to sell their souls for position, power, even money. We know by the word of God that there are those that are look like apostles, preachers, pastors, even teacher, men and women of God, but they are deceitful. The same spirit that is operating in their father is operating in them. Satan has indeed earned the reputation of turning this world upside down, but unfortunately it is in a negative and a destructive way. And although he have a reputation of turning this world upside down, the title does not officially belong to him. In fact, it officially belongs to the believers. Scripture today is going to be coming from Acts, the 17th chapter, beginning at the second verse. Let's read. Paul went into the synagogue as he always did. And on each Sabbath day for three weeks, he talked with his fellow Jews about the scripture. He explained and proved that the Christ must die and then rise from the dead. He said, this Jesus I'm telling you about is the Christ. Some of them were convinced and joined Paul and Silas, along with many of the Greeks who worship God and many of the important women. 
but some others became jealous. So they got some evil men from the marketplace, formed a mob and started a riot. They ran to Jason's house, looking for Paul and Silas, wanting to bring them out to the people. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other believers to the leaders of the city. The people were yelling, these people have made trouble throughout this world. In other words, these that have turned the world upside down have come here also. Jason is keeping them in his house. All of them do things against the law of Caesar, saying there is another king called Jesus. Let's wrap. So as we can see, we are the ones who hold the official title of being world changers. We are the believers that have the power to turn this world upside down. But because Satan is a counterfeit, all he could do is wreak havoc on this earth. He does not have the power to do good. And that is why my brothers and sisters, he hate you and me so much because he knows that he will never ever have the spirit or the power of God living and operating on the inside of him. We have the power to turn this world upside down in a good way. We have the power to be world changers like Paul and Silas. When we look at the scripture, Acts chapter 17, and we look at that second verse, we see that Paul was doing what he always does. He was in the synagogue. He was preaching to the Jews about the scripture. He was explaining to them about Christ, that Christ must die and Christ must rise from the dead. The same message that we have today, we are to preach to the people in the world that Christ lived, Christ died, Christ rose again from the dead. And whosoever believeth on him shall be saved. We should like Paul and Silas not be ashamed to preach to a dying world that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We should be able to proclaim that there is a bomb in Gilead during this time of a pandemic, that Jesus Christ is a healer that God our Father has given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue must confess. We have to declare that this Jesus that we're telling the world about, he is the Christ. Now the Bible goes on to say in the fourth verse that some of them were convinced and they joined Paul and Silas. Now the Bible makes it very clear here. It tells us now some of them believed or some of them were convinced and joined Paul and Silas. It says some of them. So that lets us know not everybody is going to receive the word of God when we give it out. But our job is to continue to preach Christ. He said, if he be lifted up, that he would draw all men unto him. It's our job to lift up the name of Jesus. The word of God lets us know that one plant, one water, but it is God himself that gives the increase. It is the Holy Spirit that's going to do the drawing. Our job is to proclaim the word. Now the Bible says in the fifth verse, but some of the others became jealous. So not everyone is going to believe. It says some of them did not believe. Some of them 
In fact, not only did they not believe, but the word of God says that some of them were moved with envy. In other words, some of them are just going to be jealous because of the work you're doing. But our job as believers is to be world changers. We have to be the one to set the course in this world. We can't allow ourselves as believers to begin operating under the system of this world. Remember, I said unto you, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. We have to remember that we operate under a different kingdom. We operate under a different system. We operate through the word of God. As believers, we have to know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We can't afford to be operating in our flesh. We can't afford to be operating uh, in the weapons of our warfare. The Bible says are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We do not war according to the course of this world. So I said that to say this, the Bible tells us that there were some that were moved with jealousy. There were some that were envious of them. So what did they do? The Bible says that they took some evil men from the marketplace and they formed a mob and started a riot. I want you to know today that the enemy, the, the enemy of your soul, Satan, Lucifer, he is jealous of you. He is envy of you. He is envy of you because he knows God's spirit lives in you. He knows that God has given you power and authority over him and his imps. All we have to do is speak the word in the name of Jesus. Demons have to flee. We can speak the word. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. The enemy is jealous because he'll never be able to be in the position that we are in. He'll never be able to have a hold of God's heart the way we have a hold of God's heart. He loves us. He said with the everlasting love, he loves us. He said more than the grains and the sand of the sea is his thoughts are toward us. God loves us so much. We are constantly on his mind. We're constantly in his heart. He loves us so much. The Bible tells us that he has engraved us in the palm of his hand. Satan's signature will never or name will never be engraved in the palm of God's hand. He's already been condemned to hell already and he knows this. So he's jealous of you. He's jealous of us. So what does he do? The Bible says that the people of the city, some of them, they, they were so jealous that they decided to form a mob and start a riot. I want you to know today that your enemy Lucifer is so jealous and threatened by you that he has assigned all the demons, his cohorts to your life. You're wondering why all hell has broke loose in your life. You're wondering why your life and your world is being turned upside down because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus clearly tells us that he come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So it is this Christ that we preach. It is this Christ that we declare who is our Lord, who is our King of Kings, who is our Lord of Lords, who give us life, who give us power, who give us authority over all the authority of the enemy that Satan is afraid of. He is afraid of you learning exactly who you are. I want you to know today that Paul and Silas understood who they were. They understood in whose name they operated in. They understood the power and the anointing that they had on their life. And guess who else understood it? The enemy understood it. Your enemy knows who you are. He don't want you to know who you are. So the Bible goes on to say that they formed a mob. And not only did they form a mob, they started a riot. 
The Bible says they ran to Jason house looking for Paul and Silas, wanting to bring them out to the people. But when they got there, they didn't find them. So when they got there, they couldn't find Paul and Silas. Why? Because God always had them protected. God always have you covered. No matter what it is you're going through in this world, no matter what it is you're being faced with right now, you better know that God has you covered. So what did they do? When they got there, they found Jason and they dragged Jason out and some other believers out to the leaders of the city. And this is where Paul and Silas received their title along with everyone else with them who uh, declares the name of Jesus. They said, these that have turned the world upside down have come here also. So you better believe that your enemy know who you are. He know where you are. He know that you are in his territory. And every day that you wake up, he know that you are stumping on his head. He knows as long as you are living, you hold and possess the power and the authority to turn this world upside down in a good way. He knows that you have the power and authority to speak God's word. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. So we have the power and the authority to speak life over someone's life and their life be changed. He also knows that the Bible tells us that whatever we bind on earth to be bound in heaven and what are we loose on earth to be loose in heaven. So every day that we wake up and we're binding him and we're binding the works of the enemy, we're pulling down principalities of power. We're casting out demonic forces. Every day that we're operating under the anointing and the spirit of God, we're causing and wreaking havoc to his kingdom. We're disrupting things. We're confusing his plan. We're getting in the way of his progress and he's sick of us. But we have the authority to turn this world upside down. Remember, up world upside down, it means to change someone's life completely. We have the opportunity by giving people the word of God to speak life to them, to be able to change their life completely. We have to be like Paul and Silas. We have to stay the course. We can't afford to get hung up on what it is that the enemy is doing and the movement of the mob that's coming against us. We have to know that the enemy knows that a great movement is forming all throughout the book of Acts from the time that they received the Holy Spirit. They begin to go out. They begin to heal. They begin to deliver. They begin to declare the name of Jesus. They begin to turn the world upside down. That is our job as believers. We have to know that in the middle of all that's going on around us in the world, in the middle of all the disaster, all the destruction, all the pain, all the hurt, all the sickness and disease, all the death around us is jo our job still as believers to turn this world upside down. There is no doubt in my mind that we are headed towards that long awaited season that Jesus promised in John 14 and 12. He began to say, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father. So because Jesus died and he went back to the father, he said, now greater works can we do? He said, I have to go away. It's expedient that I go away. If I don't go away, the comforter would not come. In other words, if I don't leave here, the spirit of God can't come down and indwell within you. So I must go away. Acts 1 and 8 tell us, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and all of Judea, and in Samaria, and in the other most parts of the earth. So we know that once we receive the Holy Spirit, we shall receive power. 
Not only did we receive power, but he goes on to say that these signs shall follow them that believe. And in my name, you shall cast out devils. You shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpent. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. All of this come with the power of the Holy Spirit. We have a lot of people who are walking around here who say they are believers of God, but they don't have no power. Why? Because they don't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. The scripture tells us since the times of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. In order to be able to take anything by force, we need to have the power of the Holy Spirit. We know that great is he that's in us than he that is in the world. The Bible tells us there be more with us than there is with them. We know that we have power over the power of the enemy. There is no doubt in my mind that God is raising up a mighty army in this end time of believers. A gospel movement is forming even as I speak. I believe in my heart that God is raising up an army that's willing to declare for God I live and for God I die. We have to be like the apostle Paul. He said, I'm, I'm between two opinions. He said, for to live is Christ and to die is gain. So if I live, I'm going to live for Christ. But if I die, I know I'm going to be with the Lord. We got to have that mindset. Why? Because the Bible tells us that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. We know that we receive power after we have the Holy Ghost, that we, there's nothing too hard for us to do. The Bible said we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. Ephesians 3 and 20 lets us know now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I want you to know today, if you're listening to me, that that power is the power of the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost in these last and evil days to give us wisdom on what to do and when to do it. If you're looking at seven verse of a 17th chapter Acts, it goes on to say that Jason is keeping them in their house. He said, all of them do things against the law of Caesar saying there's another king called Jesus. I want you to know today that we're living in this world, but we're not of this world. We're not going to operate according to the system of this world. We're going to have to go against the laws of Caesar. What am I saying to you today? What I'm saying to you is that we cannot operate according to the laws of this world. We operate under the spiritual kingdom. So there are going to be some things that are going to be taking place. And we know that they already are, that they're putting in place. We are living in the last days that Jesus is soon to come. There are things that are coming upon this earth that are going to be contrary to the way that we are taught, contrary to what the word says. So then during those times, we're going to have to make a decision on whose side we're living on or we're going to go by the laws of Caesar or we're going to hey, or we're going to declare that we live by another king's laws are we willing to declare that we live under another system that's not of this world what am I saying? I'm saying, are we willing to be persecuted for the gospel's sake? I'm saying, are we willing to be stoned like Stephen? Are we willing to be locked up and put in jail because we refuse to do things that are contrary to the word of God? Are we willing to stand for God no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like? Are we willing to forsake all that we know and love for the sake of the gospel? Second Timothy one and eight tell us, therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. We have to declare that Jesus is Lord, no matter what it looks like or who like it or who don't like it. The Bible tells us we are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Don't be afraid to let your light shine. Don't be afraid to sprinkle your salt. We have the power to turn this world upside down. 
We have been put here and ordained before the foundation of this world to be world changers. We have been called by his name, a name that has been given above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue must confess. It is our job as believers to declare that Jesus is Lord and besides him, there is none other. I want you to know today as believers that we are the ones who hold the official title of turning this world upside down. We have been ordained and called by God to be world changers. If for some reason you are listening to me today and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior and you want to be a part of this end time movement, you want to be a part of God's remnant, you want to be a part of those God have called to be world's changers, you want to be one of the ones like Paul and Silas that have the power to turn this world upside down, that not only that, but one of those that are able to heal the sick, the ones that are able to set the captive free, to loose those that are bound, the one that will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. One that can boldly declare, for God I live, for God I die. One that's not afraid to say, whom the sun set free is free indeed. And, and I'm that one, I'm free today. If you wanna be that person, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I come to you today knowing, acknowledging that I am a sinner. I need you in my life. So come into my life, God. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose again from the dead with all power in your hand. I believe that you're coming back again. God, I need you. I need your Holy Spirit to live on the inside of me. So come in me. Clean me up, God, from the inside out. God, make me whole. Set me free under the power of your Holy Spirit. I will declare your truth throughout this world. I will declare that you are Lord and besides you, there is none other. If you have repeated this simple prayer, I want you to know today, if you believe it in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you are saved. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed this dynamic three-part series entitled World Turned Upside Down. If you have not listened to part one, how did we get here? Part two, prevalent times are here. I highly recommend that you do so. I want you to know that I appreciate all of your support, you listening, liking, comment, and sharing. We appreciate those who are listening in other countries. We appreciate those who are listening in the USA. We want you to continue to share this podcast with all of your family as well as your friends. Also, we want you to go to Facebook, be a part of our Facebook family at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. We also want you to know now we are on YouTube. You can also listen to these great podcasts episodes right from YouTube. Just go to YouTube and click Yasha Ministry. Also, we want you to be a part of our Let's Wrap Relationship group page on Facebook, which is Let's Wrap Relationships. We often come on with live videos. Also, from time to time on our Yasha Ministry page, we give away prizes and gifts. We want you to be a part of all of that. Also, we want you to be a supporter of this great ministry. We want you to know that there's a patron spot on this podcast. 
that says become a patron or a partner for as little as $5 or more a month. No amount is too little or too big. We appreciate any amount that the Lord lays on your heart to give. I want you to know, as always, I love you. Elder Walker love you, but God will always love you more. Until the next time, stay safe. Have a blessed day.